Show, your home for Sophie's Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. That's me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Lead Lap Show. And as always, we are broadcasting from the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. Happy to be with you again. Uh, we record these shows on Mondays, and uh, they air on WSIC the following Saturday. So we always have this little gap of time for things to develop and news to break and all of that, it seems like. But uh, this past weekend, not quite so much because uh, not a lot of racing going on in the southeast region. Everything um, kind of winding down a little, although there are some Thanksgiving specials coming up. But we do have a couple of recent winners from uh, races held here in the region that are in studio with us for this show. And always happy to have both of these young men in the studio. They're both excellent racers and, um, and, and outstanding young people as well. To my left is Leland Honeyman Jr. Um, you're what, 17 now? 16. Still, still 16. Okay. Leland is 16. Leland is from Mooresville and just picked up. It's about doggone time that you picked up a win in a car, uh, a uh, Carolina Pro Late Model Series race. You've been trying all year long. You've done everything but win, and you finally got it done. Yeah. I mean, uh, we got it done with DLP Motorsports. We uh, ran all year with Lee Folk, and uh, things just didn't turn out the way, the way we wanted it to turn out. And, um, Buggy, uh, Buggy and Rainier Racing Development put me in a buggy car, and we went out and smoked them. It's not a um, dune buggy, for those wondering. It's a late model. His name, nickname is Buggy. Um, David Pletcher is his real name. It's Buggy to most people who know him well. Seated to my right is uh, Carson Quapple, and I don't think either of the two of these drivers have been on since we have had this show on WSIC on Saturdays. So um, we'll uh, let both of them talk about the background a little bit for you. But Carson, um, Carson's had Christmas already. He's not getting anything under the tree because over the course of the last month um he has gone and signed a deal to race for junior motorsports that's dale jr for those of you who don't know his late model team for next year um which is enough of a christmas present but he's also won a big race at millbridge and i think didn't you win a late model race too at some point in the last three or four weeks uh i don't know honestly probably it might be the sobo uh, that's championship right. win race. Yeah, that might have been the one you're thinking of. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. And you, uh, you ran at Florence too. I feel like since the last time you were, um, I think you ran a race at Florence with Junior. Did you not? Yeah, we ran yeah. Uh, the Florence race and then Hickory we finished. Fourth that's and right third. in the uh, fall brawl. Yeah. Yep. So you've you've been running for Junior. So uh, we're going to talk to both of these guys about. Uh, What's going on with them currently and what's going to be happening for next year? Now, uh, we should do a little bit of house cleaning here while we have a moment to do that. First of all, um, to remind you that uh, we do have social medias. We would love for you to like our Facebook page at Lead Lap Show. We would also like you to like our Steering Wheel Nation Facebook page as well. The Steering Wheel Nation socials are up um, and uh, at the Wheel Nation on Facebook for that. So we would like you to like both of those. And then if you're on Twitter, uh, you can go follow us at The Wheel Nation and at Lead Lap Show and uh, Instagram at The Wheel Nation as well. So there's the social medias for you. Um, Want to follow uh, along with us all week long and um, 
and hear exclusive content and such. Uh, that's all there for you. And also, um, we will not, we will run a best of. We are off for Thanksgiving week next week. There will be a best of show. We hope you enjoy that. We hope you all have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. And then we'll be back on the 29th and we're going to have uh, a dirt track show that night. Walter Tapp going to join us and um, we're going to talk a lot of different dirt track stuff. So we've got that. Kate Dillon is coming up in uh, a couple of weeks as well. She is uh, the the promoter of the cars racing show that's going to happen, the trade show that's going to happen at, uh, in Hickory in January. So Kate is also coming up in December. Um, and so there's a few things to look forward to here. So I will turn to my right and start with you, Carson. How does Carson Quapple get hooked up with Junior Motorsports? Uh, honestly, it was kind of just... It just kind of happened. Uh, me, my dad, and Noel W. Miller, his kid, runs at Millbridge. Um, and I've, I think I've kind of been on the radar for a few years now. And uh, since Josh is going and leaving, uh, running some Xfinity stuff, uh, <clears throat> they're going to need somebody to f- fill the seat. And uh, I guess they chose me. It just kind of happened, uh, uh, I'd say, Wednesday of the Florence race uh, on a oh. Saturday. They, they uh, pretty much just... I think they were talking to my dad a little earlier about it, and he didn't really let me know. But uh, he told he asked me if I wanted to run the car for them, and I was like, uh, "Yeah." What are you gonna say? No. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, obviously. How do you so, turn down that opportunity? Yeah, and then after the Florence race, we led the whole thing, and I think uh, I just pretty much burned the right rear off with ten to go and finished fourth. Uh, I think uh, they saw what they needed to see and. A few uh, weeks later, they called me in and surprised me and asked me if I wanted to run next year for them. So it's pretty cool. Here again, the, the only correct answer to that question is, okay, I can be ready in an hour. You know, Pretty much. That's kind of how that works. Um, a good start for you with them, um, a win and, and several, a couple of top fives. And, of course, then you go back to Millbridge and you got the, the micro sprint now that you're running um, and get a win in that. Talk a little bit about going back to dirt and from back and forth from the pavement. Yeah, that was the first uh, dirt micro race I ran in probably about six months. Um, a lot of the guys out there run weekly, and those guys are really stout. Brent Cruz, Gavin Bushell, guys like that. Yeah. Um, Brent uh, Cruz was leading the race, and he, with like three to go, got in a uh, lap cars wrecked right in front of him. <laughs> yes, he did. He he got into it, uh, and I barely skated by. So uh, all I did, all I had to do was just hold off third, or would have been third place, second place on the restart, and uh, we got the ten grand. So that was really really cool. Um, I really kind of wasn't expecting it. I uh, I drove for the engine builder Kobe Adams that uh, race and the week before they had a, a prelim race. Yep. And I pretty much wrecked every night I ran it. So. <laughs> It was kind of a surprise. Uh, we we threw it together. We blew up the motor uh, the day before the race. It wasn't good. I pretty much asked him if he wanted to just quit because <laughs> I'd wrecked so much stuff. But uh, it was cool. We just got lucky heat races, and we were we were top of the board every practice, every qualifying. Just uh, I guess in the races we struggled. I guess I struggled in the races, but uh, we pulled it together. I pulled it together, and we got the win. Did the ten grand go back to uh, Kobe for uh, damage repair? Yeah, most of it did. Uh, we just got him to check today because uh, the tire sample cleared, and I guess he's going to give me a few grand of it. So I'm gonna have to go, go buy something. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you, you've got a girlfriend, so Oof. you know, oh. those are expensive, right, Leland? Oh yeah, because <laughs> you got one of those too, don't you? I mean, no, no, no? 
Single as a Pringle? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's, uh, you'll get there. Don't, don't We're rush it. out him on the air. Don't do it. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, well, but it's an opportunity. If there's any young ladies listening that uh, want to date a racer, um, Leland is available. That's how that works, right? No, I'm not available. I'm, not available? No. I, I don't know. That's don't do it. it. No. Don't no. take the bait. Don't take the bait? No. no. Okay. I try to get, I, you know, you just, that's my job here is to, to get these guys in trouble. So, um, so let's talk about you for a moment, Leland. Uh, you, again, as I mentioned, finally got a uh, Carolina Pro Late Model Series win. You changed teams to do it. Um, and, of course, you know, it's fall brawl. It's a pretty big deal to go out and do that. Um, I know the car count was down, but, I mean, it must have felt good to just go out and get the lead early and keep it. For a change instead of it kind of had to be after a while. And I'm not saying I don't want to mischaracterize any of this as saying that, you know, anything negative toward toward the, the race team that you were racing for. It's just I mean, some of it, I think, was just bad luck or whatever. But like you would always be a contender early. And it seems like toward the end of the race, just fade. Yeah, I mean, we we've always been good this year. Um, I think our average finish was like a four point six. Um We've been good. It's just a couple races we have we've had bad luck and it hasn't been in our favor. Yeah. Um, qualified pole twice um, mm-hmm. this year and um, final race fall, fall brawl. We were uh, I was really excited and I I was really motivated to go win that race and um, I knew I had to get it done and I was second place for the championship, battling with Nick Loden at the end of the season and. I knew I had to get it done, but I came up short seven points. So um, seven points. I do believe if I would have would have won qualifying, I would have won the championship. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure. I heard a couple of different scenarios during the day, but I was pretty much told by the time the feature started that Nick had it wrapped up as long as he took the green and completed a lap, which he did end up uh, blowing the motor, which you know. There's never a good time for a blown motor, but the last race of the year after you've won four times and you know you got the championship wrapped up, if there's ever a place for a blown motor, that's it. Like that, that he could throw away that race and still win the championship, but um, doesn't happen very often to him. But what's it? it what's it been like for you to, to get up and run the full size late model? You haven't run a full season before, have you? Um, I've ran. Are the late models? I mean, no. I mean, late model stock and limited. Limited, I didn't run as much. And then in 2019, I ran a couple late model stock races. Nothing, okay. nothing too busy, but a couple cars tour races. And um, I took t- 2020 off and hit it hard, somewhat hard in 2021. And hopefully next year is going to even even be better and stuff. So. Well, good. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But uh, just to be able to go out and accomplish what you did, um, I, especially that last race, because it, it just was like, I don't care who is it, nobody was catching you. You know, you just were so clearly, I think you had a half-track lead at one point. In yeah, that one. I think it was like nine seconds. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely up there, because... Uh, uh, like I said, I I think it was it was close to half track at, at one point. They had a couple longer green flag runs, and it was it was pretty obvious that nobody was was uh, was going to catch up to you. Okay, we're gonna step aside when we come back more with both Leland and uh, with Carson Quapple as well as uh, we start to get into the holiday season here. Thanksgiving coming up. We'll be back with more after this. 
You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Welcome back to Lead Lap. Jesse Love picking up his second consecutive ARCA West Series Championship at Phoenix. Um, kind, of a, kind of a crazy ending to the race, but um, it ended up in Jesse's favor, so I don't think he's going to complain. So he uh, he has now won two in a row on the West Coast, driving for Bill McAnally Racing. And I'm uh, not sure what his plans are for next year, but I'm sure that in some way, shape, or form, he'll still be back in the ARCA series, uh, at least in the national series as well. Okay, um, two fine young racers in the studio, Carson Quabble, Leland Honeyman Jr. Carson, you were, we were talking about the fall brawl. 
you were there, obviously, to drive for Junior Motorsports and the weight model portion of that. But you also uh, tested the car that Caden was supposed to drive um, in the Carolina Pro weight model series uh, version of that weekend or race of that weekend and uh, said the car was pretty fast. Caden just not feeling well, huh? Yeah, he was sick uh, about a day or two prior. Because he's a good little brother, he gave it to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it was like the morning of the practice that he was supposed to do, and he was sick. So uh, I guess we threw my seat in it quick just, just in case for the next day if he could run it. We were hoping he'd, he'd be feeling better the next day so he could run. Uh, so we went down there and practiced it. It was it was really, really fast. I mean, it was crazy. Like, I've never probably had something fashion that at a hickory uh just it was pretty it was crazy i mean i was really hoping he could run it but uh he was sick so he couldn't well leland's probably happy he didn't <laughs> one less one less competitive car to worry about but you did run the late model portion of it the fall brawl is a pretty big race how do you approach a race like that versus you know any other weekly show yeah i uh, i'd say that uh, going into it, I knew I'd probably had an advantage just because I've ran the uh, Hickory so many times. I've tested there so many. Ran I think like six pro races there and a few super races, and one in the super there. Won all the pro races there, basically. But, Interestingly, uh, you didn't mention running. You haven't run a stock race before. Uh, I used to run them probably. I would say 2016 or 17. Like, oh, okay. When I was like 13, when okay. I first started running, I would ran, run the. Uh, uh limiteds and stuff but it it had been like two or three years since i'd ran one at the time and i i don't know i mean all the all the late model guys it's just it's so much different from running with pro weights to late model stocks they just had their stuff together i mean junior motorsports does too but it took me the whole practice day just to figure out the line you run a completely different line from a pro to a, a late model stock i would or, imagine at least i do uh trying to get acclimated to that acclimated to how to how how you got to use the brakes and those, and you try not to in the, in the pros and stuff. But uh, I don't know. We in qualifying we were we were a little tight. We uh, put on stickers and we hadn't before, and the car got really tight. So qualified like a Lemeth or something. And I guess there's only one way to go, and it's forward yeah. from there. And I think we got up to fifth by the halfway break and uh, put tires on. I think we drove up to third after that. Just ran out of time at the end, basically, to get the leader. I was going to say, I thought, yeah, we were going to have a shot at it, but you just didn't get there in time. That race was cleaner than the limited race, which I was a little surprised at. I thought it would be the other way around, but the limiteds were Oof, um, rough. Yeah, that was yellow flag fever in that one. Um, great race, but just um, just a, a, a crazy amount of cautions. The, uh, the, the stock race went pretty well. but um, So now what is what have you got coming up? Between now and the end of the season, or is this it? Are you going to Florence for their big one, or what are you looking at, Southern National, or what? Yeah, I'm running in the Florence race for the in the Junior Motorsports car this weekend. Um, okay. Big Florence 400. Yep. That'll be South a, Carolina 400. That'll be a big one. Uh, we were really good there, and the, I think it was a car. I think it was a cars to a race. Yeah. Uh, the first race I did mm-hmm. with Junior, and then we were really really fast. Probably we probably would have won it if there wasn't so many cautions at the end, but. Um, yeah, I'm excited going into it because obviously we had such a fast piece and, uh, I've got the race there once already in the late model. Um, and that'll be it for me for the season. Uh, I think my brother's running the Southern National Pro Race. Okay. Uh, I think late models and everything will be there, but I think Josh might be running that race. But okay. Not too gotcha. sure what they're thinking, but, uh, that'll be it for me after this weekend and I guess just help out my brother at the Southern National Race. Have you, did you get to meet Junior? Yeah, he's the, he's the one them and him LW and Kelly surprised me with uh 
asking me if I wanted to ride run the car. So, yeah, he's a cool man. He needs to put you on the download. <laughs> he should. I'm guessing at some point I probably will. Yeah, get you on the Dale Jr. download. That'd be uh, that'd be cool. Okay, so now you've run. Leland's <laughs> looking like <laughs> I want to be on the download. Um, so what now? You are you going to Southern National, or are you doing any other racing between now and the end of the year? Um, at this point, I don't know. Um, I probably I'm not going to do any pro late model stuff. Okay, at, for the rest of this year. Um, wait till next year and stuff. So. Other than that, other than that, I don't know if I'm going to run any this year for the rest of the year or not. Talk but. about your background a little bit. We need to get you guys to do that since this is a new audience with WSIC. Tell 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 everybody about how you got started and kind of walk walk us through your career because you've won some stuff. It just took you a while in the late model, but you got there. Yeah, um, I started off in uh, off road trophy trucks when I was four years old. I mean, I've started off uh, before younger than that. And, like, quads and four-wheelers and dirt bikes <laughs> and all that when I was really young, probably, like, two years old. and um, Two? Yeah. Right. In a quad? Yeah. Golf carts and everything. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah, it was pretty cool. What were you thinking, Dad? Get on a quad <laughs> at two years old? That was Glamis Dunes. It that was, was in Cal- California Glamis. Okay. Yeah, the sand dunes. Yeah. Wow. That must have – do you remember any of that? Like, because that's pretty young. Do you remember um, racing it at all? Because I got to believe that was a heck of a lot of fun. The quad or the golf the quad? Cart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Just cruising around, no racing, but oh, okay. So yeah, you yeah. actually raced the okay. No, okay. I, I mean, I did a little. I did a little quad race before I did my actual off-road trophy truck race. Okay. Um, I do believe it was like a month before my first off-road trophy truck race, but um, I did those for about three years. Um, Got a championship every single year. It wasn't a first. It was a second place all three years. Um, and, I mean, I was four years old against uh, Connor McMullen. He is a pro four. I, I can't remember what he's racing right now, but he's okay. he's racing some um, best in the desert stuff. So he's, re- he's up there in the dirt stuff. So uh, Haley Deegan used to race against her, Riley Herbst. And, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I ran against Haley, I think, once or twice, but, yeah. I think it would be fun to put Leland in one of those Dakar cars and just send him over the dunes <laughs> and just let him just send it off somewhere. Yeah. And Leland says? Would you do it? Would you just run the Dakar series? Where you, do you know what the Dakar series is? I don't. Uh, it's just this big off-road series where they just take these cars and just ramp them yeah, in the yeah, off-road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. You need yeah. to get out more. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's huge. Like, like yeah, Fernando did it one year, I think. Yeah. Al- Alonzo did it one year, and it was pretty cool. I'm not really big into off-road racing. Even I know what that is. Yeah, um, I yeah. imagine Leland would drive about anything with four wheels and a motor at oh, this yeah. point. Yeah, anything. Because you ended up in in Bandoleros and Legends. A little, uh, did you run Legends? I, I you ran, did. That's I right. ran Legends yeah. for about three months. That's right. Or two months. Before you went to the limited weight model. Correct. Yeah. And so talk about that. I mean, that was must have been a bit of an adjustment for you. The limited late model? From the, the, uh, t- from the Bandolero to the Legends car. And you were national champion in the Bando, right? Correct. One year? What was it? Fifth? Six, 17. 17. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you were a national champion. What was that like going to the Legends and then having to almost immediately step up into the big car? 
Um, I mean, we won the championship, so we didn't we didn't really want to waste no time sticking in bandoleros and stuff. Move up as soon as we can, and good call. Yeah, and uh, get to late models because that's where everyone's at, you know. And uh, get up there, but we moved up to legend cars, followed the steps, and um, ran legend cars for a little bit. Ran the winter heat, um, won two races, I do believe, um, a quarter mile race at Charlotte. Um, did a burnout. It was pretty cool. Experienced that. Did all the road course races and um, just some stuff with U.S. Legends changing. And um, my dad didn't really like the way things were going over there, so he pulled me out of there. And we, I do believe, if, I can't remember, but I do believe NASCAR changed their rules on the age limit. I'm not too sure. Okay. To a limited late model, I do believe. So, um, we decided to go buy one and run that for a little bit. I think we ran probably eight races in 2018. 18. Yeah, yeah, 2018. But didn't win any. Closest finish to first was third or fourth. Um, Southeast Limited Late Mile Series. Yeah. Big field, I think 28 cars. Oh, yeah, they were, they were doing really well oh, yeah. at that point. Yep. And then you... You went, you ran. Does anything translate between a legend? Like, what do you learn that you can take with you from a legend car to a full body stock car? Um, so late model, <laughs> so it, different. Um, late model stock, um, just because I feel like if I compare like a limited late model, I would compare it to a bandolero, if I'm being honest, because sure, it's not momentum, as fast as a late model stock. Momentum car. Yep. In late model stock has a lot more motor than a limited late model and you compare it to a legend car you use a lot of brake in a late model stock than you do would in a bandolero to a limited late model you know um you still use brake but not as much you know and um with all that horsepower you have in the late model stock it's you got to use your brakes and um in a legend car you got to use brakes to get that car turned and sail off and i feel like it's the same way for late model stock yeah, I uh, I actually remember Ryan Millington first time he ran Martinsville for the big late model race. He was top five fast, and he, and everybody's like, "Well, how did you adapt so quickly?" And he said, "Well, it's just like racing a Legends car at Charlotte." He compared it the the way that you have to drive that track with you know heavy braking and all that. Same thing as is running at Charlotte with a Legends car. So the the mentality of it was was easy for him, and they had a fast car, so it worked out well. Okay, we're going to have um, more with both Leland. And with Carson Quapple, as we continue, of course, uh, again, uh, we are off this coming week. Just a reminder, there will be a best of show, so you will be able to hear one of our better shows that we've done uh, recently. We'll put, uh, put that on for next week and then back with more after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
if you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and quad-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. This is William Swalich, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap as we roll on with another uh, program for the week. Carson Quabble and Leland Honeyman in studio with us, uh, talking to Leland about his career a little bit. Uh, we'll turn back to Carson and uh, talk about his background. Of course, uh, Carson, the oldest of two racing sons uh, for Travis Quapple. And uh, so I, I, I need not ask what got you interested in racing, but what is your first memory of your dad racing? Do you, do you remember? Uh, I mean, I remember a little bit. I came, I would always come to the races and stuff and sit on the pit box, but I never really, I guess I never really remembered. I mean, it was back when he ran good and stuff and he, I didn't remember any of that, but I remember the, the later <laughs> years he ran pretty much just just above starting park is basically what he did it was i mean it wasn't good but i guess yeah obviously that got me into it and uh i ran some go-kart stuff nothing big um then i got into bandos in 2013 ran those for probably about two years or so and won a few races in them uh ran legend cars for probably about a half a year or so and got out of those moved up to late models and all during this, I was running outlaw carts at Millbridge, yeah. uh, running the kid class. I've, I came all the way from the kid class, got all the way up to the pretty much the adults, and then moved on to the 600s. But 
I'd say in the outlaw cars, I think we have over. I have over seventy wins. That are at like ten, twelve, I said fifty at least. I don't even. I don't remember how many tracks, but we've won a lot of big races. Um, won or ran some of the late model limited stuff back when I was probably like thirteen. I think we won a few races in that. Um, moved up the late model stocks. Like maybe one, maybe one one race or something. I honestly couldn't tell you. It's been so long. Uh, then 2018, I started running some super late model stuff up in Wisconsin, and in 19, we started our own team down here with a late model or a super late model, and uh, won I think about five probably this past year, and the car steward championship, and now obviously going over to the junior deal. Okay, so um, what's been the most fun for you out of all of that? Because you've raced so much different stuff. What is the car? that you enjoyed the most or enjoy i'd say the open outlaw cart i ran those for probably about three years uh they're just they're pretty much just stupid i mean no suspension <laughs> they weigh 450 pounds you mean you that in a good way i mean it's, it's it's stupid but it's fun i mean no suspension 70 horsepower and 450 pounds with you in it i mean it's 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 really dumb. <laughs> Same horsepower to weight ratio as a four ten. I think I think it is. I yeah. think I think like Larson and guys like that yeah. say that they feel just as fast. I mean, it's they're wicked. They're rough, and they're, the racing is just so fast paced. It makes late models and or anything asphalt really just feel slow. Um, it's I ran those for a while, obviously, and won a lot in that, and you got really good experience. Did. Yeah, he's been running that lately now. I think he's about to probably stop running those, move up to micros, and. Uh, see if you can go in those. Those are basically they're they're just a step under outlaw carts. I'd say they have suspension. They're double the horsepower, but they're double the weight too. So they're a little bit heavier. Drive more like midgets and stuff like that. I'm so happy that Millbridge added the micro. I am too because they're so entertaining. And, well, they are. And, and they needed another class other than just the you know the sprints. Well, they have the uh, DNQ carts too, which they're is really always good. a blast. But uh, I love the micros. I always have. They're very big up north. Pennsylvania is a huge micro haven up there and um and even new york has a few tracks that run them and so it's good to see that they caught on at millbridge now i'll ask this question compare driving a 600 to driving the open outlaw cart <laughs> that's funny i mean the the 600s i mean they're they're hard i wasn't trying to be funny i mean they're they're hard but i mean there's like you can you can see a lot of guys that either moved up from the outlaw carts that were kind of, eh. I mean, they were kind of not that good. They can go run, like, mid-pack up front. I mean, they're the micros, are, you, you can bounce them off the wall, and you can do anything with them, and they, you're not going to wreck. Um, and they're smooth to drive. Where the outlaw carts, it's, I mean, if it's, if you mess up by, like, six inches, like, you're barrel rolling. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, if you're six inches too low, it's, like, slow. And if you're on it, it's amazing. But if you're a little too high, you wreck. So the outlaw carts are just way harder. Uh, they feel a lot faster. Uh, I think they run about the same lap times as micros around there, and they're half the size for those suspensions. So that, that just tells you how fast they are. I feel like I've actually seen somebody in a outlaw cart ride the turn three and four wall out of Millbridge because yes. yeah, it's yeah. just Gage Painter. That would have been Gage Painter back. <laughs> I remember when that happened. I was in that race too. I, I think I remember seeing it, like him fly off the wall. I was like, oh my God. What about Chai Gibbs? Kevin Swindell parked one. I do remember that now. In turn three one year. Yeah, I think he, I thought, I thought he fence. got in the trees. Someone got in the trees. It might have been Tyler Reddick. That I got hung in a tree in Millbridge. Was that turn one? It probably would, I wasn't there. I think it was Chaz Woodward one year. I remember he went. Yeah, that, he went, he went over, went the, wall. over the wall. That was big. Yeah, 
Yeah, there've yeah. been. I mean, those things can fly. Yeah, they, good. they hurt too. That's I mean, the thing well, with the open wheel, open cockpit cars. Okay, so Leland, would you ever get in one of those? Um, I ran a box stock when I was ten years old. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. It was fun. I think I led some laps too. My first time in one. It was Brent Cruz's cart. Oh, okay. Um, he knows how to. He's a pretty good racer. Oh, yeah. He's real good. Yeah, we need to get him on one of these shows. He's a wheel dirt car for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, so not necessarily high on your bucket list, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Okay. I think he's, I mean, if I know Leland, he's down to try anything once. So, (laughs) I mean, he'd, he'd do it. Yeah, typical. Uh, well, like I said, I mean, when you're when you're 16 years old, you drive anything with four wheels and a motor that's safe and and uh, hopefully competitive. Now, how old are you now, Carson? Uh, 18. I turned 18, 18 in May. Okay, yeah. so and you get the uh, big boy call to go run for junior. So, what is that going to consist of? Obviously, you talked about running this weekend at uh, Florence in the South Carolina 400. But what? Looking ahead, what's the plan? Is it cars tour, or what are you doing next year? Yeah, I think Cars Tour is like 15 races or so in their season, and uh, we'll run all those races and uh, try to go for a championship there. Um, and then I think the, their plan was like 20 to 25 races, so I'm guessing about 5 or 10, like fall brawl shows, 4 and 400, stuff like that, on top of the Cars Tour schedule. Now, does that leave you any time to still run the family car, or is that mostly going to be Cadence now? Too? Yeah, it's mostly going to be Cadence, um, the Pro 8. We got one built for him, but uh, we'll still have one super for me and then a pro car for me to run whenever I can. Uh, we're going to try to run as much super stuff as we can whenever I'm free off the late model stuff and then fill in with uh, cars to or, or pro late models that aren't overlapping on the late model stock races. You've done some traveling <laughs> oh, yeah. with that super. <laughs> you've been all over the place. What's, what's your favorite non-North Carolina track that you've run? Uh, I'd say Nashville. I mean, that's that place. That place. It's. I mean, it, like, whenever we won down there in the, earlier in the year, that helps. And uh, it's just, <laughs> it's so fast and high bank. I mean, it's, it's the coolest half mile you go to. But it's, you would think it's just you just sailed off in there and stuff. But it's actually really technical. Like, I think there was, I was leading the race, just riding. And uh, I carried the, I carried like ten percent brakes for like a car length longer in the center, just trying to like. To see if I could save more tires, and I was like wrecking loose on Aggie. Like it was crazy how much <laughs> just something little changed yeah. how the car drove. So it's probably that one I'd say. That track will definitely bite you too if you oh, make God. a mistake. Yeah, we wrecked there the first That's, year big. I spot was spotting for a driver there that uh, the throttle stuck Oof. going into two Oof. or going into one, and just just good like luck. straight. Yeah, it was Not bad. Good. Yeah, I mean it was one of those where you know you you hold your breath. Oh. Until you see that he's moving, because he just piled it a ton. Destroyed. But yeah, that's uh, Nashville's definitely an interesting track. So, um, so you, you you obviously have to be excited to go run for junior. What do you think is going to be your biggest challenge? I'd say just. I mean, I've already kind of overcame the challenge of driving them, uh, like the lines you run and how you brake and throttle. Just the differences from that to a super is basically, I think, what's going to be a struggle for me. But another thing is, like, uh, on the super stuff, like, I, I tell my, my dad, the crew chief, I pretty much tell him what to change, on a, like, in a practice run. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't really say, like, just, like, loose in or something. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell him what it's doing, but I'll give him – like I'll tell him exactly what what which pretty is much good. Was, you, that shows yeah. that you know how the cars work. I pretty much tell him like if the panel bar needs to go up, raise it, 
either side, one or the other. Like, I, I don't know. The Super, I can tell a lot of the little stuff like that, and I can detail, and I know the car. Where the late models, they're completely different suspension and completely different cars. That's probably going to be the biggest thing for me is I won't be able to tell them what part in uh, specific you uh, will eventually. change. Eventually, if I will, watch I think. what they're doing. Um, yeah. I'll be working in the shop with them, so I'll be able Good. to learn the car some. I was over there earlier today cleaning it after Josh won the big uh, 10,000 to win race, Goodyear All-American. Uh, so the rookie has to uh, clean the car after Josh wins ten grand. Is that pretty kinda, much? Is that the rule over there? Pretty much. Um, that's uh, that kind of goes with the territory, I guess. What are your plans for twenty twenty two? They're still underneath the books, I guess. But uh, right now, I think we're going to shoot for cars tour pro late model. Okay. Yeah. And are you going to race for buggy again, or is that kind of not? I mean, where do you know? Uh, probably not, just because he has Gus Dean racing. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. he's, they're going to pick a handful of races and uh, run some Cars Tour stuff with him and uh, some other Carolina Pro, I do believe. Okay, yeah. so so you'll be with a different team, but you're intending to run – are you going to run the full Full cars? season. Full Correct. season Cars? Yeah. Okay, so uh, going for the Cars Tour Championship, definitively a step up. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit, I guess. I know the uh, pay is a little bit better in uh, Cars Tour and um, Carolina Pro. It's a good series, and Keith's done a great job. He really has building the series. It's a budget test. series. Yeah, that's of course. You know, it's not intended to be. You know, Cars I think is going to more resemble CRA or Southern uh, Southern Super Series. Um, you know, that kind of level of of series. So. Um, you know, a, a different a different level of competition, different level of um, cost, and uh, and certainly, um, you know, it'll be a it'll be definitely a neat series and, and an interesting change. Okay, so we're going to step aside one more time. When we come back, we've got two of the top young racers in the area, so we're going to do something that we like to do with drivers. Uh, right when we get back, we're going to find out more about them personally. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. 
They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Leland Honeyman, and you're listening to Lead Lab Radio. Okay, welcome back to Lee Lap, and uh, we're going to play a little uh, game that we call Rapid Fire with these two young racers, and uh, basically what we're looking for is the first thing that comes to mind uh, for each of these categories here. So going to start with Carson. Um, tell us something that we may not know about you. Um, I guess... I don't know if anyone, everybody knows it, but I work on race cars basically all day, every day, and I really don't go home. Everybody knows that about it. <laughs> we'll accept that, but uh, yeah, yeah. we were hoping for something slightly more obscure. Leland, can you do better than that? I don't know. I just do school and build houses. That's about it. Well, now that's, okay, let's talk about that a minute. You build houses, your dad, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so what is your part in your dad's business with building houses? Make sure everything's okay. I'm like his little assistant, to be honest with you. I mean. Flashlight holder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Many me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. Well, I mean, give us I, a little more specific I mean, I run around with him all day, and we're always going from job site to job site. We're we're building like four houses right now, so uh, wow, yeah. So we're always running back and forth. I mean, today at one job site, we've had six subs working today, and uh, just at one, and that doesn't even take care of the other. Explain what a sub is for those who don't know. A sub is like a trade that, uh, say, drywaller, like painter. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. So you're you're basically just helping your dad oversee everything. Correct. Yeah, gotcha. So flashlight holder is yeah. okay. All right, I got one. Uh, one thing you have to have when you're on vacation. Ooh. I always forget it, but a phone charger. Uh, okay. <laughs> I always forget <laughs> it. You now, you're not the only one in that. Leland? I say girlfriend. <laughs> Is that another ad from the from the first segment when Tom was trying to? Yeah, say I was trying to. You I know, mean, no, on, the, on no. the one hand, you're not available, and now you're saying you have to have a girlfriend. 
I mean, I would like to have a girlfriend to, like, go do things. Oh, I mean, I mean, just because, like, I don't want to hang out with my dad on vacation. I mean, I do, but, like, not, like, all the time, you know? The more the or, merrier. Or, or a friend. Like, someone in general, you know? Like, my age. Anyone yeah. but his dad is what he's saying. Um, <laughs> he could probably come, too, but, you know, someone else. Okay, uh, next category, your favorite purchase that you've made this year. Leland. He hasn't bought anything. No, he has. I'm waiting to see which one he's picking. My Camaro. Yep, I know. Okay, it. I had a feeling. <laughs> I saw him, I saw him staring at yeah, it. That's why I was I waiting for him to say it. What would what would have been the close second that you would have been debating in your mind to a Camaro? Honestly, nothing. I was trying to think of what I bought this year. Like, if I'm being honest, that's the only thing I've bought this year. Wow. I haven't bought like any like cool toys, like a drone or a GoPro or anything. Like, I haven't. I mean, I got a, a, hel- a new helmet. I got a new helmet. Okay. Tim, who uh, works here at WSIC, has to uh, also has a Camaro, and uh, Leland had to park his next to the yeah next to Tim's. My Camaros could beat up your Camaro. That's kind of the uh, <laughs> intended uh, theme there. Okay, Carson, favorite purchase of this year? I mean, it sounds pretty lame, but I think it's I bought a Snap-on socket and ratchet set used online for like 250 bucks I mean, it's kind of lame but compared to his camaro it's lame it's, it's really about it yeah it's really about the only thing i was excited for <laughs> wow okay you, neither of you too well actually uh, i bought a toolbox snap on box so ooh. i guess that one that one takes up that one takes the top I'd say. The, this you big Snap-on guy? I was like going to say, I, yeah. I hope Snap-on's paying you for the free publicity <laughs> there. I don't know about that. I wish. Okay. So, greatest fear. What is your biggest fear, Carson? Ooh, man. <sighs> greatest fear. Well, I mean, the dark scares me a little bit, but... I was going to say, your, your truck catching on fire? Because you're going <laughs> to... Oh, on the way here, I thought it was going <laughs> to. It was making... I mean, I would say... Maybe you could use those snap-on tools you bought to fix the truck. Yeah, I mean, greatest fear. I mean, I'm scared of the dark a little still. I'd say my truck breaking down on me in the middle of absolute nowhere hmm. and at like 2 Which in the Which almost happened, it seemed like, uh, coming up here from what yeah, you're describing. Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for it to happen. It's got it's, like 260,000 miles, so I'm like waiting. Sounds like it's mixing margaritas, does it? Yeah, I'm waiting. <laughs> uh, that's, well, yeah, that's that many miles. That could, Okay, uh, Leland, greatest fear... Um, turning off the lights at the bottom of the stairs. Oof. Yeah, at night. <laughs> well, see up. now, Noah has that same fear because yeah, except Noah, he can't make it up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> no Noah Lewis is uh, in the studio for our next show, and uh, Noah. You know, I relate. I I live in a pretty big house, and it makes a lot of weird noises when the lights are off. So you gotta be you gotta be ready. Interesting. Gotta be ready. The fastest freaking run up the stairs you'll ever do in your life. I think I turned into Usain Bolt at one time. <laughs> That's you, fast. you floated through the air. You missed a couple of steps. You just made it up. That's oh, it. man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's go from your greatest fear to a guilty pleasure. What is a guilty pleasure for you, Carson? I think you're going to have to explain that. What does that mean? <laughs> well, something what that would that be, mean? you know, for for a, you know, it would be like ice cream every it's night. Like, or oh, some, like something some that's not good a, for you, but you know, Yeah, just still, a guilty yeah. pleasure, something that you. I mean, it's, it's. It's gas. I'm glad he, I'm glad gas. he, I'm glad he asked. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like. It's what? Gas. Gas sucks. Like in my truck. Like I like it because I can go places. But I, don't know I can't go far. I can't go far because I spend 70 bucks and I can get myself to, like, 
300 miles. I don't know. I mean, I can do fun stuff with the gas. Get to go mm. see his girlfriend. I do. That's mainly yeah, okay. the thing. Good All thing right. she just got her license. Right, yeah. I ain't driving no more. That's no, really out there, but we'll accept it. Uh, Leland, can you can you zero in a little more on the guilty pleasure thing? Carson's right. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I still have that thing. Well, see, because you have a, you both have gas guzzling vehicles. What do you get? Also, a race car driver. What do you so. get per tank for how much money you put in? Like how many miles on a yeah, tank? Yeah, for how much money? I think my tank is nineteen gallons. I put ninety three in it. Oh. I don't know how much Let's I get on a tank because wow. it's a sports car. I get I get like fourteen in the city, but at night I get like ten at because night. I'm like how much is it, how much does it cost to fill that thing up? Sixty nine dollars on the spot. Say, it yeah, have to be. Yeah. I guess we're about the same. I get three hundred miles if I'm lucky per tank, and it's like seventy seventy five bucks. That's eighty seven. So. Well, and to be fair, both of you guys probably have a bit of a lead foot too. Well, my so. truck just is so slow that. It oh. needs all the. They need gas would go off to keep the road going. If you pushed terrible. it over sixty-five, <laughs> uh, I have to drive seventy because I'll get eight miles to the gallon if I go eighty. I got you. Okay. All right. So, um, who would be a famous person you'd most like to interview if you could? One famous person and why? Interview. Um, who would this be? You got about um, twenty seconds. Kyle Bush, just because he's always been my dream boss, not going to lie. I mean, I've always wanted to race for him, and um, Fair enough. I've always looked up to him when, when I was a kid, and yeah. Okay, Carson? Uh, I'd say it'd be Alan Kowicki or Dale Earnhardt. I'd probably, I don't know, it's probably both of them I'd like to, because Alan, he did a lot of stuff with did underfunded, like no money, so, uh, and then Dale just won a bunch of races, and he's just... Dale Earnhardt Sr. I mean, how can you not want to talk to that guy, right? Well, absolutely. I would like to interview Dale Sr., actually. I wish I could. Okay, uh, real quick. Pepperoni or, uh, sorry, pineapple or no pineapple? No pineapple. No pineapple. All right, good. You both pass. Uh, And thanks, you guys, for coming in. Uh, Definitely had a great time. We'll get you back each uh, over the winter once again as we get closer to 2022. Have a great weekend. So long. You've been listening to The Lead Lap Show. Home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lab Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlabshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lab Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lab Show. Thank you for listening.